Hello and welcome to Blaze Pod. It's Tuesday, the 26th of October. My name is Ben. I'm joined, as always, by Andrew. How are you feeling, pal? All right, mate. Not too bad. Better than I did at, uh, well, I don't know what time it was when it was 3 2 <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't great, was it? Well, uh, good. I'm glad to hear you're doing well. Yes, the Blades, uh, we're going to go quite fast today. Time is time is against us, so we're, yeah. we're going to pack in uh, plenty here. Hopefully, we're going to talk about the Barnsley game that you just mentioned there. We're also going to look ahead to Blackpool at the weekend as well as uh, the Blades return to Bramall Lane. But yeah, a 3-2 uh, a win for United in the Yorkshire Derby uh, over Barnsley. My um, obviously c- coming off the back of an incredibly annoying, frustrating, weird defeat to Millwall midweek. My my main message going into uh, going into Barnsley was just win, yeah. just win the game, and uh, and the Blades did. And yet, why am I sat here feeling very frustrated and? quite annoyed about the way the game went how what i mean I, I feel bad for doing that because obviously we went sort of 18 months of losing every single game it felt like mm. probably shouldn't turn my nose up about an away win yeah. but yet yeah. i sort of am what uh what about you yeah it's exactly the same i think that i, I reckon i spent a good probably what Ooh, 50, 60 minutes of that game quite angry <laughs> and we won three two so i think it I think it's the perfect illustration of us at the moment, that, that entire game. I think we had, it's pretty much a, just every game this season. We had 20 minutes of, I thought, looking really good, where we looked like every time we went forward, we were going to score. 20 minutes of looking absolutely awful after the th- uh, the third goal. And then just the rest of it was just, nah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think that's the, that's what we've been like all season. And that's why I, we're spotty in terms of results and we're spotty in terms of performances. But we're also spotty in matches themselves as well. Yeah, I think uh, the so the optimistic take, and and I do I do genuinely believe this. I'm I'm grateful that this is the case. The optimistic te- take is that I think we are now good enough where we can win games where we only play well for like 20 minutes or so against. Um, I think against the poorer side, you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, and that's good. We we weren't doing that in the first five games of the season. You know, we have enough sort of firepower in how we attack to to score goals even when we don't play that well for large patches and that's why we're three points off the playoffs and something I would like to say so I think we'll probably come on to a lot of negatives in this game but we were all worried about oh we're not going to create anything without Gibbs White I think that were a massive worry um all not not just for this game but oh, I think I was back you know and and obviously him coming back in will be huge for us and he has to come straight back in but we could have had six or seven goals in this game, or at least five or six. I might be going over the top of six or seven, and we did create chances in that second half. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's, you, you tick off the game with uh, with no Gibbs White. He obviously becomes available again um, for the next game. Uh, Bulldog comes in for Bogle, doesn't he? So uh, Bogle, yeah, injury. five changes, five changes. Yeah, so two of them were uh, players returning to the starting lineup, right? Who am I? Who am I thinking of here? Bulldog, well, obviously. And- Baldock had to come back in because Bogle were injured and yeah. Gibbs was suspended. So two enforced. Obviously, Sharp was not dropped, rested or whatever um, for, for Moose. Aim. Bernie came in basically far Gibbs wide, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. In, in, in that sense. Um, and then the other one was Norwood coming back in. Oh, yeah, of course, for, for Hurahan, who uh, put in a fairly uh, un, unplayable performance the week before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean... I- 
I think you I think you're spot on when you say this game kind of encapsulates where we are. I I and yeah, sort of building on what I was saying there. I think we have like a we have a top six attack, I'd say, at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, if you if you just if you draw a line after those first five games, I think you sent me this the other day. Is there something like only Bournemouth and Fulham have taken more points since the international break? Basically? Bournemouth and Blackpool, actually. Bournemouth and Blackpool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, we Bournemouth were the third in the form table out of the last nine games, which is a weird number, but that's from the international breaks. Yeah. Yeah, and the end of the transfer, basically yeah. the, the point where we got some new players in, mm. um, or we got Kips White in, I suppose, and Jai as well joined. Uh, which is weird because it don't feel like we're third in the in that table. <laughs> <laughs> not, not particularly, no. Um, so yeah, I, I do feel like we have like a sort of top six attack at the moment, but we also probably have a bottom six defence. We're it's- not good enough in attack to compensate for how bad we are in defence in terms of making the top six. I don't think at the moment. Correct, I agree with you, and that is why we sit fourteenth. Um, and yet. I, I really couldn't believe it when I looked at the table. I was like, oh, we're three points off fifth. <laughs> you sent it me, and I put an update on because I was like, he must have got that wrong. And then I looked <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> I swear, like at Millwall, we were like eight points off, and so we've like made five points up with yeah, one win. <laughs> double points out of Barnsley, yeah. it seemed like. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember. Oh, who was it that tweeted as this? And I, I think I sent it to you, but it's basically the championship <laughs> where every team is only three points off the playoffs because that's exactly how it feels at the moment. And that's, yeah, that is, that is the championship in seven words, basically, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Everyone is three points off the playoffs. Um, I mean, we got the win, which I'm happy about going three nil up was, you know, we suddenly, the first half was, was poor again. I thought, yeah, anything. I, well, obviously, you'd, I don't think you were listening to SUTV, were you? No, I, I eventually got it on the red button. I couldn't believe what, I mean, I know every, I watched the Bournemouth United game and it was Bournemouth TV and they were really biased. This was unbelievable, I thought, from Kevin Gage. If you close your eyes, you'd think we were watching like a, a phenomenal performance. You would jump, we're, we're too good for him. I mean, I can't do his accent. We're Webster <laughs> off there. Uh, Tufty Club's better at doing it than, than I am. But it's like, oh, we just, we've got, because we've got too much everything for him. <laughs> right. And I'm like, we haven't had a shot, mate. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, there was there was a, a mighty four shots from both sides in that first half, two, two apiece. And uh, good luck trying to remember what they were because. I can't. The only ones I can remember is for us is Moose dragging it miles wide. I don't know if you can call it's not even an half chance probably. And the Moose one where it's just a bit behind him. I felt at the time he should have done better, but looking back at replays properly, it is behind him. Yeah, it was uh, it was a nothing half. I mean, we've got to say, and this is where some of the frustration from the final scoreline comes from. Yeah. Barnsley were awful, weren't they? They were shocking, and this is easy to say. Um, and it's, I suppose if, if there are a Barnsley fan listening, they might just feel like we're just having a go. But mm. I don't think even they can really argue. I think both teams in that first half were just giving the ball away to each other. Um, it, it, nobody really kept possession. But even though we were poor, I still felt we were better than them. Just looking at the team we weren't playing better than maybe if you know what I mean but we strung like five passes together which were like, <laughs> the highlight of like the entire game really I thought Barnsley were awful throughout I mean even when they got back to 3-2 you're thinking who's going to throw the kitchen sink at us and I don't think they had a shot I checked they, they had one single shot after the second goal um, yeah which was, and uh... you're thinking you know we're weak as anything as everyone knows and I, I didn't think there were any way we were going to keep hold of that and he sounds mad because they came back from 3-0 down to get to 3-2. I think they should have probably equalised, really, given how soft we are. 
Yeah, so what are the equalizers? Like 83rd minute, 7th Yeah, minute? so we've got like nearly 15 Eight, minutes. 80, 82nd minute, yeah, and 6 minutes yeah. injury time. So, yeah, and they, you know, for all the sort of, you win a free kick on the halfway line and chuck everybody forward, you know, they're, their only shot in the remaining 16 minutes or so was from their defender in the 96 minute, which I think came from a set piece that went, and it went miles wide. It wasn't even close to sort of troubling the goalkeeper. Um, yeah, they, uh, I mean, it, they look like they're probably going to sack their manager before too long. I think there's, it seemed like a lot of, yeah. I, I don't know how well you could hear the crowd because I think the SUTV feed is, is really low on yeah, crowd noise. Yeah, they turned but... it down a bit, but I've, li- I've actually watched a Barnsley vlog, obviously got the view from as well, but I watched a Barnsley vlog and all you can hear, as soon as our like, first goal goes in, it's, just, it's almost like the, an eruption of anger, like in me, get him out! <laughs> yeah, there was, uh, you know, couldn't score in a brothel, that kind of thing, being, yeah, uh, yeah, being chanted. Yeah. Um, and yet somehow we gave them a slight moral victory, and this is why I'm so annoyed, because we didn't play that well, and then we, we did come out in the second half, and properly blitz them, to be fair. As, as bad as we played in the first half, um, you know, that second half was pretty incisive. It, it's very much a, it felt like a goal changes a game kind of thing. But, I mean, we created, we had so many, so many times getting into their penalty area, sort of maybe the 20 minutes after half time. And uh, yeah. I suppose we, we owe a lot to Lise Mousset. He, he came, he scored, yeah. he went off injured. It was the perfect Lise Mousset performance. But uh, what, a, what a lovely first goal by uh, by him in this game. Yeah, Probably not something that any of our other players would score or, or could score, I'd say. It was, it was pure Mousset. And uh, yeah, he has three goals in 154 minutes of league football this season. So... He's averaging a goal every 51 minutes. <laughs> that's not too bad. It's not all. Like you say, is it two starts? One's first, one's, that's his first start, in it, in fact. Uh, um, he started the first game of the season. Oh, of course he did. Sorry, yeah. So we're talking, uh, yeah, three and two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, of, and, of course, he goes off with an injury after an hour, which is, I mean, that's just, I, I, hopefully just, a, they seem to be talking like it's quite a minor injury. I think we just have to accept if we can get 60 minutes of Moussa, that's, that's good, and we'll probably, if he plays sixty minutes a game. Well, we said this at the start of the season. If he could give yeah. us, if he could give us half the minutes for the season, he'll probably get twenty goals, and he's on pace for that so far. Basically, with uh, even with just one hundred and fifty-four minutes played. Um, but yeah, great goal, uh, Osborne. You know, just sort of chips it down the line for him to to get onto. He's got the he's got the pace and the strength to hold off the the Derby uh, Derby the Barnsley player. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, nice touch to get out of his feet and beautifully just curls it into the bottom yeah. corner. Again, well, as we've said, he's, he is the best striker we've got technically. And I think that goal sort of proves enough. There's anyone else in the squad who, who scores that goal, to be honest. Yeah, probably not. And then uh, he gets a second a couple of minutes later. Osborne again, he, he runs through on the left hand side. Perfect cross from Osborne. And uh, Muse smashes it into the net. And you're thinking that's. That's probably going to be game over there. Well, we do add a third one just for good measure when um, Bulldog actually gets the assist, pulling it back for Osborne, who very calmly strokes it into the net for a goal and two assists for Ben Osborne in this game. Not yeah, bad. Yeah, I mean, bizarre this, because I thought first off it were really poor, really, mm. really poor first off. I, thought, I felt they gave it away on most occasions. And he's come away with a goal and two assists. I think he often gets back into games, Ben Osborne due to sheer work ethic, I think. He, he never stops. He, he doesn't hide. He always tries to get the ball. He had a poor first half against Millwall, slightly better in the second half. 
this was far better in the second half. I think he, he sort of, by determination alone, he can often get his performance back on track, I think. It's a hard, a hard place to talk about without sounding like you're being patronising. But I, I do think it is, a, it is an asset that he can do fairly simple things really well and or you know picks a simple option a lot of the time you know that 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 his goal for example he's he's got the presence of mind to realize he's got time rather than yeah, just blasting yeah. it he controls it and just passes it into the box and in court. fairness you have to say Barnsley they gave him a lot of time <laughs> did give him a lot I mean, of time i've not seen many people unless it's like a last minute goal where you're on the break to have that much time in the air in the like basically six yard box to I'm just going to put this to one side, have a look, yep, yeah, bottom corner. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I do feel it's quite a low-variance option there, I think, in terms of he's not... I don't feel like he's going to win a game for us on his own and he's not going to play awfully either. But, you know, sometimes that's that's enough, isn't it? You know, a, a steady, solid effort and then occasionally you get a game like this where he ends up with two assists and a goal. So, yeah, yeah he's, he's doing all right for himself. What's that? I think three... Is that three assists for the season? And obviously three goals as well. He might have a couple more assists, actually. Yeah, and like I say, it's, it's a, it is a really difficult one to judge because if you... if we, Let's say we brought a winger in tomorrow. I know, obviously, wind is short, but just hypothetically or like a dream world. It probably is the one you're thinking, yeah, well, Osborne will have to drop out. But mm. he's actually... He's Stats are good. I don't think Njaye scored or or assisted since the Peterborough game. I think, but he's not the one you you think of taking out. Yeah, I guess we saw the uh, the the opposite side of this with McGoldrick's week last week, where yeah, he, he comes off the bench against Stoke and is absolutely incredible, and you know <laughs> wins the game single handedly, and then he gets yeah. he gets a start in that sort of attacking midfield role against uh, Millwall and. Arguably, costs the game. To be honest, in uh, with a miss and the way he performed. Whereas Osborne, I don't think you're ever. I know, I know, he got two assists and a, a goal in this one, but I don't think you're going to get the sort of incredible game-changing effect um, that McGoldrick can give you. But mm. he's not going to have an absolute bomb scare of a game either. And, no, and no, 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 totally agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So good effort by him, and I, I mean, that was 72 minutes gone. I thought, you know. This is over, you know. I'm Barnsley. Oh, I'm I, I'm, yeah. The way we play, I think it all sort of turned. I know. I think we scored after this happened, but as soon as Moose went off, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I, I thought that was a strange sub. I have to admit. Well, I mean, no, it was. No, it, is, oh, you mean who I came on? I know you have to say. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry, go on. My, my, oh, daughter's, sorry, my daughter's complaining. I know you have point. to take Moose off due to his injury, but. I thought putting basically the slowest two strikers up there wasn't... I know we haven't really got much pace up there, but I'd have probably put Brewster. I know he's been as, as bad as he's been and stuff. I just thought we had no outlet once yeah. Moose went on. And they were so high. Even Sharp got behind a couple of times. And you think, it's just a ball over the top with anyone with a little bit of pace and we could have caused them more problems. But I think, yeah, I think in an attacking sense, we sort of... I don't think really created anything much after after that third goal. No, I think you're right. So talk to me about what happens uh, after we go 3-0 up, essentially. Or, or maybe, you know, from the point that Moussa goes off. Although we were, we were still on top, as you said, at that point. So we... Well, to be fair, we had two scares because Bonds hit the post at 2-0 and then yeah. uh, uh, Carl, not Carlton Cole, Devante Cole, yeah, missed a, an absolute sitter from about two yards. So we got away with the... But at the same time, we were creating chances, even though they, if they'd have scored, I'd have still felt confident that we were creating enough chances at that point. And then it went to 3-0, and again, they were not... I don't even think Barnes had to work hard for the goals. I know, and this is this is where the frustration comes from, because 
as I said at the top, my attitude going into this game is just just get a win. Just you know, give me a, a scrappy two one. I'll take that after you know after what happened midweek after yeah. Gibbs White is missing, and we'll you know we'll just just move on basically. To yeah, the, that's next it. Game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'm sat there going with three 0 up, you know, without having to really stretch ourselves too much. This is great. This this justifies what I'm feeling about this team of like it's got enough firepower, enough creativity going forward that. We're just going to be able to, you know, win a game in twenty minutes against poorer opposition. Mm. And then, as you say, it, I mean, the the first goal, even though you know you said Barnsley didn't have to work that hard, that first goal was coming for them, wasn't it? Even, it even was. though it wasn't it, like yeah. a pressure way. It's just it wasn't like, a three 0 match at that point. I don't think. In what way? I don't think we were three goals better than them. I think they, we, when we got the third, as I said, they had already gone close twice to bring it back to 2-1. Mm. Then we scored, we were hitting them on the break, and we did actually do that really well, to be fair, when Moussa were on. And Njai, were a, I think that were a big loss as well, obviously, another guy with pace that, um, that, 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 that were taken off. And I think, even though we were breaking, it looked like we could score. I also thought, I mean, they had that free kick that just went over as well. Yeah. They had a they had a shot at the beginning of the first half. I think he should have done better straight at the goalkeeper. I think we were fairly lucky to be three 0 up at that stage for me. Yeah, the and the this is a bit of a worry. I think it's just the way we <laughs> saw this game out in inverted commas. Yeah. There's, there's no way Barnsley should have been let back into this game, and I, I do think the goal's not totally down to like individual errors, but more just the way we were. We were so open. I couldn't, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was like a basketball match and we were 3-0 up. I, I think I might have put this on S2 or maybe Twitter or something. That I've never known a game where you're so... In- I mean, when we let the three goals in against Villa, I think that were different. I think they were, you know, they got across, they scored, and then you're sort of nervous a little bit. This was sort of... We were still attacking with sort of like four up front. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the problem for me, and I've said it all season, I think... The, what what kept happening is they were running through the middle of the park, just at will, basically. Like, just running. That makes your defenders step back, and obviously they're backtracking because they don't want to commit. And I think that happened, like, three or four times. And this is a poor side, by the way, Barnes, who, who I, I can't see staying up. If they carry on playing like that, they are definitely going down. Mm. And they were just running through, and there were no protection. The gap between the defence and the midfield were, were huge. Yeah, so... Just quite upsetting to be honest. Yeah, because you know? uh, I don't know, I don't know what the answer there is in midfield. Because yeah, Hurrahan had a nightmare. Berger, goodness knows when he'll play for us again. Yeah, uh, the fact that Guardiola is not involved uh, yeah. at all is. I know our people are ominous. shouting for him to come back in in the same way that we were saying Hurrahan should get a game. If he can't get on the bench with this midfield, I'm not expecting too much to be completely honest. Exactly that, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I've even seen people say get Basher in there for legs and stuff, and it's not something I want to see. But I understand the theory behind it. I guess so. But uh, uh, yeah, I don't want. I just like to, I don't want to do. I mean, I don't think there's any chance of Basher playing in midfield, and the fact that he doesn't trust him enough on the ball in, to play in defence yeah. <laughs> suggests he's not going to trust him enough on the ball to play in midfield. But at the same time, I can see what people were saying. At least he's got the legs. We've got no box to box midfielder. People are just running past that midfield. We've sort of this. For me, we've got sort of four up front, two in midfield, and four at the back, and they're so spaced out. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I yeah, that that was a real worry sign for me, to be honest. Because as, as we've kind of said, you know, not to lay it on too thick on Barnsley, really poor side. I mean, the numbers the numbers say it all. They'd be bottom of the league if not for Derby's points deduction. Yeah. 
They'd only scored seven goals in their first 13 games, only got one win. They're, they're a side that will almost certainly change manager in the next couple of weeks, I'd have thought, um, and, and pray that a new man you know, digs them out, basically. But it, it, yeah. it doesn't look a particularly good creative side. Anyway. It's strange because their fans really do seem to think they've got good players and it's just not happening for them. Because, and I presume that was because they got in the playoffs last season. And I'm, you know, I'm not an expert and they could prove me wrong. I've got a feeling it, they might have got in the playoffs last season due to the fairly bizarre way of playing football as we see him under Ishmael which worked to the strengths and I, I, as you said I didn't see anything there that makes me think yeah they just need to click I think they are really poor yeah and so I think that's why I've come out of this game I mean I went for a run after full time it's like I was going to anyway but I was like I'm, I'm actually grateful that I've uh, set some time aside to go for a run because like, I need to calm down after that <laughs> so I'm actually... I just put, like, when, when we obviously you win 3-2 if you'd have just turned the TV on or whatever like with a minute to go I was like well it's been a good game 3-2 yeah, and the full time whistle you punch in the air I was just like oh. <laughs> even when the full time it was a relief but it was almost like a, I think every United fan's pretty much feeling the same about it it's a bizarre one you, you can't Turn your nose up at a win away from home in the championship, I don't think. But it highlights everything that's wrong as as well, I think. And I think that's that that was the hardest thing to take. It's a good win. As you said, just get the win. We've won two and three now. You know, we've stopped that where we what were it, three and four, we'd lost and stuff. And four wise were building up fairly nicely, but yeah, the 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 cracks were so evident, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, it's, not, it's, it's a chasm in it. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, not even cracks at the back. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, I, you know, I don't think I don't think any of the back five, including the, the goalkeeper, really, uh, you know, like ste- stepped up, I think, and sort of stopped the tide or anything. I, 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 do... thought, I think it's Davis's worst game. I yeah. thought he was really poor. I think he got caught out two or three times, to be fair. Um, just by sort of balls over the top and then lost his man and he put a few decent challenges in. Egan's not given us that sort of... He's there, I suppose, in this system to be the enforcer, if you like. And I don't I don't even know if that's his game, but he's not really doing that. I thought Baldo were really good going forward, weird like, and really poor defensively. <laughs> yeah. um, and I thought Stevens just had a pretty average game, to be fair. Got, again, got caught out a couple of times, gave away a few silly free kicks. Yeah. Uh, the first goal, I don't... I actually think this is quite a good goal. In terms it's of, a good finish. It's a really good finish, yeah. Yeah, sort of a, a cross kind of fired into the feet of Cole and he, he flicks it up and volleys it in. Bit unsettling that you've got two Barnsley players essentially on one centre-back there Yeah, when you're 3-0 I'm, up. I'm glad you brought this up because this is my point with this. Is Yeah, it were a fantastic finish and they might have scored anywhere. We're winning 3-0 they've got more players in the box than us. Yeah, I, I don't... Under, I, <sighs> That needs to change. That we've got to improve that aspect of our game. I'm all out for all out attack, and we, we said this before. We kind of oh, it's going to be exciting, but you're three 0 up. Yeah. <laughs> there is no need to go for the fourth in in the way that we were. If it's two it, well, all, the way okay. we're set up anyway. Yeah, if it's if the scores are level, then I'm I'm good with it. I, I want yeah. to see us win games. Ultimately, yeah. I'm happy we won this game. However. I can't say we almost didn't win the game, but we certainly put ourselves in a position to not win it when we absolutely shouldn't have. And uh, yeah, the second goal is is just really poor. I think is I think it's Baldock and Egan, isn't it? Just yeah, sort oh. of get in each other's way and leave it to each other. And it's you know it's a decent finish from a tight angle. From yeah. um, this uh, is something I'm but... not sure you, you can blame the system on. I think that's just really poor defending from both Egan and Baldock there. I agree. 
Um, but again, so easy to get the ball into the box and yeah, mm. I, I don't know. And cool. there were another two, there were another twice after that where they didn't create anything Barnsley because as I said, they're not very good, but they got the ball in the midfield and they were running and I was just shouting, where are we? <laughs> you know what I mean? They were just sort of running and I think Barnsley were almost quite surprised like, hang on, I've got loads of space, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were done at 3-0, you know, the, the crowd are just singing songs that take the mick out of them, they're, you know, yeah. abusing the manager, Off you've got the box the... out, to Exactly. Honest. And we pretty much just let them back into the game, and yeah, it's it's, an, it's kind of a trite thing to say, but much better. Well, not even much better teams. Slightly better teams will, you know, that will become three nil and probably three four if there's enough time left. To be honest, yeah. so yeah, I uh, I don't know. I'm, it's, it's one of the more annoyed I've been this season. To be honest, I think every other victory I've I've come out of it like there's a lot of positives I can take out of that, and. I can take some positives in that we scored three goals and Moussa looked really good for the hour that he was on the pitch. And yeah, but ultimately, as you say, it just it, it kind of just reinforces what we already know about this team, which is that it's yeah. got a long way to go if it's going to seriously challenge. Uh, and as players. I say, everyone, and I've said this before, you're going to point the fingers at the back four and they do need to improve individually and basic errors and what have you. I still think the midfield is just, you can't, let teams just run through the middle of the midfield, especially when you're 3-0 up. Yeah, I really hope uh, Jukanovic is wise to that and learns from it. Because um, we did eventually bring Basham on for... Um, who did he come on for? Uh, McBurney, right? That's right, yeah. And so that was a move to tighten up. And th- so that was at 3-0, I believe. Uh, excuse me, that was at 3-2, I think, after they got the second goal. I'm just going to yeah. check that. Yeah, that was with four, four minutes left. So Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, do you think there were any chance we were going to win this game at 3-2? Because I didn't. <laughs> no, I, I I was looking at the clock going, well, they're definitely going to equalise. The question is, has, have, will they do it with enough time left to get a four? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think that's just the scarringness. Because, yeah, Basham comes on and, you know, we did tighten things up quite a bit, I thought. Um, so that's good. But we shouldn't have been in that situation where we needed to bring Basham on to tighten it up because Barnsley no. were dead in the water. And we uh, we dragged them out and threw them back into the game, basically. It's weird. Um, I listen to not the top 20 and Benjamin Bloom because I do like to get a neutral's view because we can be emotional, obviously, as fans. Yeah. And it's bizarre that they both saw this as United were cruising and then they just switched off, but they were never really in any danger. And it was like... I understand that if you've not watched us every week, but obviously from yeah, I'm not I'm not doubting their opinions or anything like that. Maybe we are being too harsh. They, as I said, they just saw it as one of those sort of games where a team has won it and he's so comfortable they switch off. We know, I think that that is not the case with us. We would we will happily do that <laughs> every single match, as we've seen. I've, what I find it in what what I find incredible is there's, there's no safe score, like three 0 up. And we still nearly threw it away. And you expect if we go three 0 up on Saturday, I don't think anyone in the ground will be saying that's that. Yeah. Um, and one 0 up against Derby with a minute to go, they should have equalised. There's no safe score. <laughs> you know, there's only unless we get four or five, then you're going to be on the edge of your seat until the last ten minutes. Yeah, and because the defence is. And by defence, I mean I mean basically saying the entire team, the way that we defend. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the team as a yeah. whole that's causing his issues as well as the basic errors. Yeah, because it's a mess, we're ending up in a lot of... Yeah, we're ending up in closer games, aren't we? I mean, even if you think... I'm, I'm just thinking now, we've won... I think only two of our wins have been by more than one goal, right? Am, am I right, Peterborough and um, uh, and Hull? Have I missed one? 
No, it's everything else is one win, one goal, right? Yeah, Stoke. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are. Yeah. Yeah. Stoke was one. Uh, Derby was one, and this one yeah. was uh, a single yeah. goal as well. And so, because the defense is so bad, we're ending up in situations where we can drop points essentially. And yeah, we 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 are seeing a pattern of late goals as well, which we've talked about. Yeah. Ad nauseum, I suppose. So yeah, I, I think this game just fits the pattern of the season, and until the defense is improved and fixed. We're just gonna tread water like this, I think. Um, yeah, 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 it needs to be. It needs to be sorted because I think it's really frustrating. Because as you said, I do think the attack is good enough now for the top six. I think we've sort of got that. I won't say we've got it sorted. There's still things that can need to need to be improved and stuff. But I do feel like we can go into games and score, even yeah. when we're playing poor. I think we've got that little bit of quality in in certain areas that can just turn a game and and get us somewhere. Yeah, as I, you know the. The Millwall game, we were awful. And then Morgan Gibbs-White puts an unbelievable through ball to McGoldrick. He scores. That is out of nowhere, that. Yeah. But that's what we have got, what a lot of other teams at this level hasn't, haven't got. As we saw with the Moose goal, that were out of nowhere as well. It's just the other end. And that that and that's the that's what we need to work on. Yeah. 19 goals scored in our last nine league games. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So you're averaging more than two goals a game. You should be that's that should good. be maximum points, shouldn't it? <laughs> it should really. Um but yeah, going the other way everything coming the other way is still a major worry. Uh and I I haven't seen evidence that it's gonna change. That's that's the thing. Whereas I, I you know, we have seen a lot of evidence now that the attack has changed from where we were after the first yeah. five games. And that's great. Like, you know, pat on the back to the manager and the players for, for sorting that. That pattern looks like a winning formula in terms of attack, but I'm yet to see a fix uh, and, and how we're going to fix everything that's coming the other way. So that's why yeah. I'm still slightly down. After I don't think that changes until we change personnel in midfield for me. I think I think you can play probably Norwood off. Like I, th- I actually thought Norwood did all right. I don't I don't think you agreed, did you with this? I think you were. I think he had an awful first half, but then so did yeah. everyone. To be honest, I, I just think when he starts misplacing passes, <laughs> it becomes a case of. That's the one thing you're good at, and if you're going to do that badly, then there's no point you being on the pitch whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I thought the second half he was better. I think he got forward quite a lot, which hmm. actually did help in, in, a, in an attacking sense. I just don't think either Flake or Norwood can get forward because the other one can't get back, you know. And I'm not blaming either or for that. It's just that's just a fact. Maybe this is I don't know. Maybe there's something here with Osborne where he. You know, rotates into midfield more out of possession. Or I do think this. Yeah, I mean, people are saying like Norwood, Fleck, and Duffy have have played before and it's worked. I think having that five at the back was a big help for that. You know, the wing backs Definitely. getting up and that we were never we were never overrun or anything like that. And just on that, we should probably talk about that. Actually, people talking about should we go back to three at the back? I don't think it's the you know the the switch that any everyone's thinks he's going to just turn everything rosy. I think we've played it twice already this season against Huddersfield, where we were awful. And then Luton, which I didn't see, but by all accounts, we were really lucky to get a point there. I think it, we were awful with that system last season, albeit <laughs> against better opposition. I don't think it's just a case of going back. I think I think it's much... Yeah, it goes much deeper than just changing formation. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i with you there. The, the, the other thing with that point about Fleck, Norwood and Duffy was that was... Uh... You know, thick end of four years ago now as well. So that's it. And I think a few miles in the people, for me, they overrate certain players in our squad. I've seen people say this squad should be top six and blah blah blah. I don't know if it is, but because people talking about, as you said, the performances were four years ago. 
Wednesday. Uh, I think we we really mirror Wednesday, the year after the did the year after their last playoff uh, campaign or whatever, where they had these players who they still thought, you know, he's he's still good. Look at it, but they weren't performing because they were on the way out and they were on the way downwards. And I just, I, I, our team reminds me of that a little bit. And we can't make the same mistakes Wednesday did by just continuing to hope that these players rediscover some glories. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know where I'm coming from. So they no, no, like, I absolutely do. Adam Reach and Bannon and these players who did so well for him, got him in the playoffs and they were one of the best sides in the league. And then it, they slowly started regressing. And now, obviously, they've ended up in League One, basically because they didn't mix it up. Yeah. Well, hopefully we will. Um, yeah, I, I, not to be too down about a win, as I said, but it's yeah. it's kind of hard to, to shake that feeling sometimes. Um but ultimately, we did get the three points. Is there any uh, any other individuals you want to name? I, wanna, I don't think you had the best game here, Njai. I, hmm. I want to really point out something that does get, I think it gets overlooked a little bit because he's seen as like a flair player. His work rate is, is phenomenal. And I think, bizarre as it sounds, I think that was another big thing to why they were breaking so easily. Because of his pace and his strength once he gets back, in that first half, he were helping Baldock out an unbelievable amount of times and Barnsley very rarely got down that side and I just want to I don't think he was the greatest on the ball in this game probably did too much and stuff but I'm sure he'll learn that but I just want to give him a shout out for his work rate to be fair yeah he uh, he, he was an, he came back into the starting 11 Do, uh, I can't remember who said that he was, oh, yeah, course, he was one of the yeah. other five changes because he, yeah. he missed out against Millwall um, McBurney gets a start in a in a position that we've not really used him in in a sort of no. I was more... interested with this. Yeah, I was, and uh, just a, a nothing no. appearance. I thought won a few flick ons early doors, and I think that were pretty much it. Which isn't, I mean, that that's not what we want him to be doing if no. he's going to be playing like this. I uh, I was a bit dis- well, I was very disappointed. I just I just do something, you know. Yeah. I, I keep hearing about. People, you know, uh, Sky commentators or whatever, our own fans, I guess, saying, you know, we've got £40 million worth of striker on the bench. It's like, well, play like it. You know, you, yeah. this is your chance. You've got 90 minutes. Affect the game. Do something. Let me, you know, let me be excited about you being in yeah. this team. And uh, everything's so slow. And... I was I was happy with the the, the team, seeing that Bernie and Moose out from, because I, I did feel that, obviously, McGoldrick had a shocker. We've said we can't rely on Sharp all season, probably due to his age. Obviously, Bruce is not. And I thought, well, let's have it. And obviously, Moussa stepped up to the plate. Mm. It's just, yeah, I, I don't know. It gets to the point where you think, is it is it just not going to happen for McBurner? Yeah, it was. Uh, that was wandering through my mind um, during the game of like, is he still going to be here in January? Like, mm. You know, in terms of, is, is this guy going to go on loan somewhere? Um, is, yeah. it just, is it just not going to work for him here? I don't know. I'm... I'm, I'm Ever hopeful that uh, that it will, but uh... yeah, maybe maybe he needs a couple of games. Maybe you play him again on Saturday um, and see see how it goes from there. But I've got a feeling he may be dropped and uh, nah, when, Gibbs, Gibbs, Gibbs White back in. For yeah, Gibbs White, I think Gibbs White will come back in. You obviously can't drop Osborne. I think it'll be NJA off Moose if Moose yeah. is fit, obviously. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> if he's Moose fit, then yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, just, Give us 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes, that's all we need. Um, I think that's everything I want to say. I, I'm really conscious that we've just grumped there for half an hour. And I do yeah. just want to just finish this section by saying, I'm really happy that we won the game. I like I winning games of football. It's much better than had we drawn that game three all. So ultimately... It reminds me of a little bit. And we went on to get promotion. 
and I don't know if we were as bad in that game, but remember Preston where we uh, in the promotion season, the 3-2? At home, yeah. Yeah, and we were 2 up coasting, and then we just let two goals in. We were all over the place, and somehow we got a winner. Hmm. And that, that didn't harm us. You know, we went to Blackburn, I think, in midweek after that, and 1-2-0, and never really looked back, so... Yeah, that's a... Uh... It's a good shout, that, to be fair. That was quite early in the season as well when mm-hmm. we were, yeah. you know, still a lot of question marks about defensive organisation, mentality of the team. You know, Egan was still settling in the team at that point. I think Henderson, uh, was obviously yeah. Henderson's first season with us as well. So, yeah, good comparison point, I think. But, yeah, ultimately, I'm happy that we beat Barnsley, even if, uh, you know, they're probably going to be one of the worst teams in the league this season. Or at yeah. least they certainly are right now. But, you know... A win in the Yorkshire Derby, not to be sniffed at. So uh, there we go. We'll uh, we'll take a quick break and then we will talk Blackpool, mate. Security and speed are two of the things I prioritise when I'm online, which is why I am using NordPass as my password manager. This is brought to you by the cybersecurity experts who built NordVPN, who are also a friend of the podcast, of course. It's used by more than 14 million users worldwide. NordPass is everything I am looking for in a password manager. It stores all my passwords in one place, accessible with a single master password, and it can generate new ultra-secure passwords at the click of a button. The NordPass autofill feature also helps me log in quicker to whatever site or account I am using. Basically, NordPass boosts my online security and also makes using the internet easier. Never again do I need to spend ages trying to remember a password or faff around trying to reset one, which, to be honest, I think I used to spend quite a worrying amount of my free time doing. Uh, NordPass is offering a great deal this month to BladesPod listeners. You get 50% off NordPass if you sign up at nordpass.com slash bladespod. So that's N-O-R-D-Pass dot com slash blazepod or just use the promo code bladespod when you sign up that's 50% off plus an additional month absolutely free head to nordpass.com slash bladespod now and boost your own online security thank you now back to the podcast and we're back and we are now turning our thoughts towards this weekend when blackpool come to bramall lane blackpool mate a pure mid-table these are like basically every offensive stat I looked at they don't seem to excel at anything but they're not really weak at anything either mm. and uh, good form I mean, very very good form they're in yeah so what is that then Did, I mean this is the thing um, you know don't don't uh, we certainly shouldn't be going oh it's only Blackpool because they sit above us in the table they are a point better off and they've won one more game than us as well and to be um, honest that's on last season a couple of times I don't know why they're just obviously they're in the playoffs so that's probably why I see them more than most others and they, and they were really good I felt uh, I thought they'd stay up yeah no I uh, I, I, saw, I only saw those playoff games as well and uh, thought they looked decent yeah they, they got a win over Fulham uh, not that long ago mm. um, yeah it's not been the most difficult of uh, of runs they won 3-2 at Reading midweek yeah um, and they beat, were 2-0 down in that weren't they yeah beat Preston uh, lost to Forest, uh, beat Blackburn. So they've, uh, they've. What I will say though is they beat Preston, who obviously we didn't beat. True. Um, and there's another one I've just seen, and I can't remember it was. There's someone else that they beat who we didn't manage to beat Borough. as well. They won at Borough. Borough. Yeah, that's it, Middlesbrough. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think I think it'll be, I I'm really expecting this one to be tough, sort of maybe not Stoke City tough, but not far off. Yeah, as I said, they are they are. 
uh, aggressively mid-table for pretty much everything, including their actual league position, of course. Um, and that shouldn't be disrespected, to be honest, because we are also very mid-table at the moment, yep. as, we, as we were saying earlier. Um, they do allow a lot of shots and chances, so this is uh, you know reason to be optimistic. Get my gold, well. Rickon. <laughs> <laughs> they are bottom 10 for shots allowed and bottom 5 for XG against. So they're, they've been a little bit fortunate to only concede... 18, looking at the numbers. This is what I thought last season. When I saw them, I thought they're going to cause problems going forward. But I did think they looked pretty dodgy at the back, even at League One. I don't know if that... To be honest, I've not got the stats in front of me from last season, but that's what I felt just by watching them in the playoffs. Yeah, so we could be heading forward for uh, another entertaining game here, to be honest. Um, mm. Slightly upsetting to see that they're one of the uh, most aggressive passing teams... Uh, excuse me, pressing teams as well. Oh, uh, no, <laughs> Yeah, so top 10 for the uh, pressing stat, PPDA, and uh, top five for high turnovers that have led to a shot as well. So they've they've been pretty effective at winning the ball back high up the pitch and getting a shot out of it. Um, I would just be talking nonsense, by the way. They had the best defensive record in League One last season. <laughs> just, this is purely just like looking at uh, when, when I saw them, I thought they could be got out. But yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, this season, obviously, they've... Um, they are, like I said, the third in the form table, uh, won four out of the last six. In this division, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so it looks like two teams that are pretty decent going forward. Um, although I think we have the edge going forward, um, but are quite weak defensively. So could be uh, could be another high scoring, entertaining game. I think. Um, yeah. Shane Lavery for them, no relation to uh, Keelan, I don't believe. Yeah, because he kept coming out, he scored the first game, all like, is that Keelan Lavery still playing? <laughs> like that? He did score actually on Saturday, funnily enough. Yeah, he's actually he's only played um, he's only played six hundred minutes out of I think a possible what we all know probably like thirteen hundred available. So he's only played about half the minutes, but he's he has one of the best goals per ninety minutes ratios in the league and the uh, the third best xG per ninety as well. So he's been really effective up front. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jerry, excuse me, Jerry Yates is another name I wasn't familiar with, but he's also in the top twenty for goals per ninety and xG per ninety as well. So, a couple of good standout performers there, to be honest. And then you've got Gary Medine as well, of course. Uh, I mean, Gary Medine's going to be rubbing his hands in it. Our defense game, it's just. Uh... How, how do you how do you feel about Gary Medine from a, a, a United fan level, an emotional um, level? I'm not not really. I've met him um, briefly. Uh, I don't want to go into that, but I can see why he's yeah. I can see why he's been in trouble. Um, uh, but as a you know, purely on the on the on the field, I think he did really well for us. To be honest, I think he he definitely gave us something that we didn't have at the time. It was, it was almost like the James Hansen sign. And I've seen people now say we may as well have kept Medine instead of Simon McBurney, and you laugh at that. But you know, I think Gary Medine's got more goals this season. To be fair to him, so oh, yeah, he, he certainly has. Yeah, I think he'll. Um... He'll get a good reception, I would have thought. Yeah, I'm just trying to... Like, if you think about five years ago. <laughs> that, is, that is quite a shift, actually. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to think how I would feel about this, to be honest. He's not a player... Yeah, like you, I think he played a... He's not a player I feel particular affection for, but I agree he did play a, a pretty big role in the second half of the season. Or at least, you know, maybe not a big role, but... He helped. He helped us get over the line. So uh, yeah, I think he'll uh, he'll get a clap, even though he's a bit of a he's a bit of an idiot. And he, to be honest, like, you know, I think we knew that at the time, even when he was that. with us. He didn't do Sorry. anything terrible. What I met, he was just like, ah, right. So the rumours are true. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think the uh, yeah probably the most awkward thing he did was uh, yanking Craney's trousers down at the yeah. civic reception. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Didn't, nobody needs to see that. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> another name in the uh, on the, <laughs> the Blackpool eleven uh, this weekend, Arkeo. I saw this, yeah. Uh, and, and I had to check. It's it's R for Richard, right? As in yeah, you, Richard. It's, that, it's the very same, yeah. Unbelievable. I think that was maybe that was his first appearance of the season, actually. But um, yeah, I, I I thought he was done with football, to be honest. But he's actually he's actually on his third club since he got uh, unceremoniously booted by Derby. So he's I mean, he's, he's had a couple of shockers against us, hasn't he? So that really continues. Has. Yeah, I know. Uh, although I suppose if you want to be nervous, he's probably due for a good game against us. But yeah, no, we we I feel like we've absolutely we've made his life miserable, haven't we? The last three or four times we've yeah. played. Uh, well, I guess he would have been it'd have been in all for Derby, I suppose, wasn't it? But yeah, that uh, was it. Boxing Day, the the three one game. Yeah. He, yeah. Oh, yeah. he had an absolute nightmare. Didn't he? I remember us just completely destroying him. I think he. He ended up like conceding a back pass, and a couple of times he just sort of dribbled it straight out of place. Well, to be fair, I mean, I'm looking at the squad now, and I'm not being disrespectful because it doesn't work like this. We showed this in the Premier League, or even the season we went up. It's not about the players, you know, names, but you've got Keo, Medine. You know what I mean? You're thinking, I'm there saying, oh, this is going to be a tough one, and you're thinking like how much our squad's worth and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. As we know, we don't work like that, and I'm, I'm not being arrogant because. It's just you. You like say you look at the names and there are a lot of people that you wouldn't sign. You know, as if, if you had the money as Sheffield United, as a Sheffield United fan or anything like that. But it's going to be tough. It really is going to be tough. Yeah, I uh, they've got some good individuals going forward. Lavery for sure. Um, yeah. The two wide midfielders as well. Wild midfielders Josh Bowler and uh, Keshi Anderson. Uh, both had good starts to the season. They're in the top ten for dribbles per ninety, and second and third for um, uh, the average distance per dribble as well. So, yeah, good good ball carriers out wide, and then yeah, you know, little... uh, they've, CJ Hamilton's in their squad as well. Obviously, a former Blade, but he's not. In, I don't know if he's injured or he's not been playing now recently. CJ Hamilton, what is the story with him? He used to play for United uh, in the youth team setup, um, and then he went to non-league, I think, and he's worked his way back up basically. Oh, he was at Mansfield he, when he, I remember seeing. Yeah, him he went to Mansfield, did really well, uh, and then obviously got moved to Blackpool. But um, he's not played. I don't know when he's played this season, but he's not. He wasn't in the team the last couple of games anyway. Yeah, wow. I didn't. I didn't know he was there. But yeah, he was part of that promotion winning side last year. Um, yeah, I think this will be an entertaining game. Uh, so. And hopefully we'll get... Have we won two games in a row yet this season? Nah. <laughs> no, we haven't. No. In the league we well, have. Did we, a... we, we beat Hull and Derby? Yeah, but we had a cup game in between. Ah, right. Oh, yes. I don't know if you're counting that. I'm not counting that. So we have won two league games in a row. Yeah. Um, and the carrot is there of, you know, fifth fifth place is just, uh, just three points away. And obviously there's a million teams in the way between us and there. <laughs> But uh, yeah, if we get get a win on Saturday, you climb up the league, feel a lot better about yourself. I do feel like this is a slightly, slightly easier run of fixtures coming up. I know Blackburn. Keep saying this, though, don't I? Keep saying it. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm gonna no disagree. I, I, we we said that Mil- Middlesbrough and, um, and Bournemouth was tough. That's true. That is um, true. And we said that uh, basically Huddersfield on was a lot easier. And mm. all right, it took us a, a couple of games to get going, but then that did kick out, kick start our season basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I we think Forest away will be really difficult Tuesday night. Is that a couple of weeks? Where is that? This yeah, it's the one after Blackpool. 
Oh, sorry, that's on Tuesday, and then Blackburn yeah. after that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. At least the one wonder player Max Lowe won't be able to play against us, though. Unbelievable! Did you read the loan update that I did? <laughs> I did. Yeah. This is this is my segue towards. Wrapping I love it. Up. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Anything so, so, to promote? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Roy's view from dot com. You've you've rounded up the uh, performances of our on loan players, as in the players who were out on loan. And yeah, yes. Max Max Lowe rave reviews. Unbelievable reviews. I, I mean, he's the sort of guy that if we had assigned him and I'd got those reviews, everyone's going to be expecting him to be the greatest player. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think he's playing a bit more further forward. I think they're playing sort of like a 3-4-3. Three, three. Hmm. Um, and he's sort of playing that wing-back role, which obviously was what Wilder signed him for. So whether he, it would work in our back four, I'm still not convinced, but doing really, really well. And I suppose the best thing is if they want to sign him, we can ask for a bit of money. Yeah, no, it's pretty... It's- that's worked really well that low move because it was so far down the uh, you know the lineup here if you like in terms mm-hmm. you know with uh, Stevens Norrington Davis Osborne and Jack Robinson I think have all played at left yeah. back this season I might even be forgetting someone there to be honest but um, yeah he's, he's done well for himself if they want to give us some money and uh, take him off our hands then great if he ends up coming back here and playing for us again then also great you know if he's played himself into some form mm-hmm. and developed as a footballer so yeah that's gone well how's uh how's old jebo doing it uh burton king i was expecting a lot better uh reviews people are basically saying he's not really had much chance I th- I, he were on the bench on saturday um and he's like sort of been in and out of the team but they said he's done well when he's been in there but he's not actually nailed down a place just yet yeah fair enough um, and then there's a couple of others obviously they were uh, people playing a bit lower down like broadbent and uh, uh neil yeah, I said Neil. There were a couple I couldn't get. I mean, Solihull Moors do not have a forum, so let's hope we don't draw them in the cup because I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> <laughs> when, when is the FA Cup draw? That's, uh, well, we're still on the first round, aren't it's we? It's not the so. first round. Wednesday's on TV. Uh, I don't know what, what it is. I think it's is it this week or next what, week. Against Plymouth? Yeah, I couldn't believe this. Someone at work said, oh, on, on TV. TV. I goes, why are you on TV? So it's like, well, I don't know, two biggest clubs now. <laughs> so- right. So they're televising a game between two League One teams? Who are probably going to play the second strings, I would think, or certainly, you know, because obviously Plymouth are top of the league, so I don't think they're going to want to risk any injuries. Who is going to watch that apart from Wednesday Plymouth fans? I've not. It's ITV as well. I mean, classic ITV. Well, that thing. says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah it, I, honestly, this guy told me it worked, and like, that can't be right, but it is right, yeah. Um, <laughs> weird thing with the FA Cup this year, BBC, BT and ITV all have rights to it. All over the uh, wall to. I've always thought for the last couple of years thought this with the FA Cup, every single game should be televised or like yeah. you know available to watch and just stagger yeah. it across the entire weekend. I want like every daytime moment there to be a game of FA Cup football <laughs> being played. Twelve like, p.m. Tw- tw- well, t- <laughs> twelve a.m. Even <laughs> from from noon till uh, till eight o'clock. Just yeah. give it both days and then games on Friday and Monday as well. Let make a make a weekend out of it. You know. Oh, yeah. I'd be more into that than watching Wednesday Plymouth reserves on there yeah, on ITV. I, mean, I just, you know, I'm, ugh, I can't. I'm not, I, obviously they're our main rivals, so I should have an interest. But I'm not going to be watching that. It's going to be proper boring. <laughs> Is that uh, anything else to promote? I really enjoyed the most recent episode of Living with Maidley. Um, oh yeah, thank you. Um, we've got a new episode coming out uh, tonight, actually at uh, twelve a.m. So you know, it's a bit oh. like the Adele, uh, the Adele release. People, will be, the millions will be staying up. To, <laughs> um, but yeah, we're a bit, uh, a bit behind. Uh, uh, just edited it, but Liam's going to be on that today. He says it'll be out for, yeah, um, a midnight release. So, you know, 
set your alarms if you're going to bed early you know get up listen to it and it's uh, football Italia yes now we're talking yeah, Football Italia. So we go through the story of Football Italia and our me- our memories of it and stuff. Yeah, lots of. Uh, I hope you have lots of chat about um, James Richardson sat reading Gazzetta della Sport. Did, but it uh... takes up the majority of the podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that was that was so good. That was like my um, that was that was basically my my Saturdays of going to yeah. the match. Yeah, watch, well, watch we, that first. We say the same, really. That yeah, I mean, I remember just putting him on, and then it was obviously the best league in the world at the time as well, weren't it? Mm. Some some right players, and they had a televised game on Sunday as well, which is a yeah, as a kid without Sky or cable or anything. It was like, well, yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll watch I'm not the But yeah, there's a reason why um, it lost its popularity, um, and oh. it's to do with those Sunday games. To be fair, but yeah, so tune in if you want to find out. Oh. That. I was yeah. about for a teaser. Like. That was beautiful, yeah. <laughs> completely unscripted, I should stress. <laughs> I genuinely mean that. That's uh, Living with Maidley. That's available anywhere you get your podcasts. You follow me at Bladespod. Follow Andrew at Panchero. And uh, yeah, oh, oh, one last word, actually. <laughs> I saw this on Twitter earlier. I'm not sure whether you, you saw it in time, but uh, our boy Jay is a football I've manager. Seen, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eggie sent me this actually. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's my. That is my dream come. He's, he's achieved my dream. <laughs> so good. And the the screenshot is uh, is Jan Van Winkle, Sheffield United's technical director, advising whoever is playing this particular edition of Football Manager to hire Jay Sosick as performance analyst, analyst to improve the quality of the coaching team. And absolutely correct says. as well. Get him on. Why, why is he messing about at Luton? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, this is the thing. I, I sat there going like, even though Jay is like head of performance analysis at Luton in real life, and that's amazing, and like what a great achievement. Yeah, he's in Football Manager. That's the best thing ever. Like that, that, that is, is your number yeah, one achievement. If they start doing like podcasts and Blaze Pod ends up on there, then that's <laughs> yeah, that's me done. I'm, I'm done with life. I've completed it. I was I was going to skip this year's FM, but now that I've seen that. They might have got me. I might have to just, just build. Just employ Jay. Yeah, just <laughs> see, how far, see how far he can take me in the game. Yeah. Right, mate. Well, we're on. Uh, we're up against the clock here, yeah, so uh, I think I think we've fit just about everything in there. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm happy to have beaten Barnsley. Let's just put it like that. But uh, I don't know. It, there's all the thing, all the good things I felt about the team, I still feel, and all the bad things I felt about the team, yeah. I still feel. I think that's my <laughs> yeah, learnt nothing. But we're three points better off than we were, uh, and you know, good to uh, got to, good to not lose two games in a row, get an away win, yeah, and yeah. Uh, hopefully continue uh, winning ways on Saturday against Blackpool. We will finish off there, mate. Thanks so much for fitting this one in in your busy schedule. I really do appreciate it. Uh, thanks to everyone for downloading and listening of course and uh, yeah we'll leave it there thanks again Paul thank you very much mate cheers thanks again for listening to Blades Pod final word on this week's episode comes from NordVPN who I use to stay safe online they have a fantastic offer for you you good Blades Pod listeners out there they're offering 73% off a two year plan with NordVPN plus four bonus months absolutely free all you need to do is head to nordvpn.com slash bladespod or if you are on nordvpn.com and you're signing up just use the code bladespod and you'll get that 73 percent off that two-year plan plus those four bonus months so i use nordvpn it encrypts my traffic on web and mobile it means i don't have to worry about unsecure websites apps or public wi-fi networks 
Also makes it very easy to switch my virtual location from the UK to another country with just a single click, which is extremely useful for giving me access to streaming platforms that are not available in the UK, such as Netflix overseas, which I make use of quite quite frequently, to be honest. Other things like Hulu and HBO documentaries as well. You know what's out there if uh, you know if you if you're remotely online like I am. So uh, yeah. Do check that out. It's a great feature. Um, it is fast as well as secure. You do not sacrifice speed for your security and these extra features as well. And it costs just the equivalent price of one cup of coffee every month for which you get premium cybersecurity. In fact, it costs even less than that because you can go to nordvpn.com slash blazepod and get that 73% off the two-year plan. It is a limited time offer, so don't wait around. Just head to nordvpn.com slash blazepod today.